right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we're here, episode number nine, with uh, with Armin Schellenberg and Zach Strong, our co-hosts. Uh, this week, we're going to be talking about a little bit of news, a little bit of notes about, we've got a, obviously the big Julio Jones trade. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, insiders and headliners with a few other uh, pieces, of, pieces of notes and news there. Um, keep trade cut. We've got a good one. We're going to throw to Armin and see what his little... Uh, analysis of what this trade is with the keep trade cut uh and then also we got the nc squared boys on for a little bit of fantasy feud so so we got a good episode this week um obviously we're ready to go here armand what's uh let's go to you first here arm what's new and exciting you know i spent uh most of this last weekend here just doing yard work and trimming trees and mowing lawns and tilled a little bit of uh our front yard yard here we're gonna plant some hass caps and strawberries and a pear tree gonna have some good fruit hopefully right on right on zach how about yourself keeping busy there down in saskatoon or what yeah you bet super busy time of year for for most teachers out there so like most of us grinding hard getting uh report cards finished so lights at the end of the tunnel yeah boys we can see it it's coming soon here summertime that june 25th i don't think can come any quicker at this point but um yeah she's uh she's been nice weather myself actually took took the day off of doing some renovations and doing the standard house stuff we worked worked on the house quite a bit last uh yesterday and uh, myself and my fiance went down to saskatoon did a little bit of uh running around uh went out and had a nice little lunch there at the old cactus club hashtag not a sponsor is nice little yeah. meals nice way to kind of wrap up the the weekend and enjoy some nice weather so so but now we're we're back we're recording on a sunday just because like uh, zach had mentioned just with uh, with this week with report cards and everything coming out and getting the grind going, it's well. Arm and I we coach football every day this week here, the last week of uh, spring football for for the kids. So it's uh, it's a busy week. So we're throwing this one on the Sunday and hoping no no crazy news busts out on Monday or Tuesday before Wednesday drop. But but uh, we're ready to go here. So might as well get started here. Uh, first uh, first segment: insiders and headliners. First piece of news: Cam Newton goes down with an injury during. Uh, during the preseason, preseason stuff here, a little bit of workouts, um, the OTAs. So um, it looks like he's going to be back and ready to go here. Uh, they said it doesn't look too crazy. Might, he should be ready to go for the three-day mini camp. Uh, even in the 11-11s, it, uh, Jones wasn't quite, quite a starter there. But uh, well, maybe let's go, to our, uh, let's go to our Pats guy here, Zach. What's, uh, what's, your, what's your take on Newton there? Do you think, he's, you think he, his, his position's in jeopardy here? Or do you think he's still holding on to that? That's that's really interesting because after the first media availability for uh, rookie camp, Mac Jones was he's a savior. Everybody was excited, and then after the previous two media days at uh, Pat's OTAs, that seemed to cool down. Where he was like the third or fourth quarterback getting reps, so really hard to tell. Um, I think in order for the Pats to have a, a good year, they almost need Newton behind center. Yeah. But uh, I think long-term, find out what you got with Mac Jones. If you're going to fail, fail fast. So I can't believe in 11-11s, I didn't give him a shot. Like Brian Hoyer is by no means going to get any meaningful snaps this season. So in OTA. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> no, no kidding. So I don't know why you wouldn't give him a chance in OTAs to hit the floor running, but unless you weren't trying to build his confidence, like, I, I don't know, but that seemed pretty bizarre to me that in the 11 11s, he wasn't even getting one of the one or two team reps. So um, moving on here, Zach Ertz trade, 
a little bit of rumblings, a little bit of rumors. Obviously, him being traded wouldn't be as big as Julio Jones, but we did our we did our predictions. So a few teams that have been kind of rumored in there. I think Buffalo and Arizona, I think, are the two being rumored the most as a couple couple smaller markets that maybe have been kind of kicking the tires a bit. But if we had to, if we had to take a guess here, fellas, where do you think uh, Ertz is going to go? I think Buffalo makes the most sense. They uh, they're going for it, right? They they feel like they they got a team there to try and go for it. I it seems like so. They're they're going to be a little bit outbidding the other teams. I think for for Ertz there, I think they're going to they'll give a bit more haul. Yeah, Zach. Yeah, I, I agree, Armand. I think Buffalo is in a in a win now kind of position where they gotta. They got to do what they need to do to get those pieces. But uh, I keep my eye open on uh, Indy, the Colts. Um, I think that connection with Wentz, um, I think that might be a good spot for him. It was actually kind of funny. Me and Armin were doing supervision this past week for school. And we were walking around and mentioned, I said, oh, man, Arizona's looking like they might be it. I said, you know, I think a really good landing spot would be Buffalo. I think that fits their situation. They're looking for a tight end. He'll be a red zone target big time. And then like two days later, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, Buffalo is really interested in Zach Ertz. I was like, oh, yes, let's go. I was pretty excited because as a guy that has Zach Ertz shares, uh, those shares aren't worth a whole heck of a lot, unfortunately, in comparison <laughs> to the years past. So all of a sudden he can start getting some red zone targets that uh, that might be a little hidden gem coming into this season. So so fingers crossed. I think all three of us want the Buffalo. So let's let's fingers crossed. And one, one, other, one other thing to keep in mind with Indy is uh, – the the coach now in Philly has indie ties. So um kind of saw that with uh with Julio Jones, the Falcons and the Titans, having that coach tie in there really helped, I think. So I'll keep my eye on, on that spot. Well, and piecing Wentz back together with Ertz, which they had yeah. that that little uh, little nice connection there for a couple of years. So so it would be a nice little if that does happen, obviously you know that they have the connection. They don't have to rebuild the, and start start scratch. Fantasy wise, I do like Indy better than than Buffalo, but I think practically, I think it's more likely going to be Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, Buff- Buffalo. I think you're just relying on the red zone targets a little more than you would in Indy, at least, right? But yeah, but their red zone targets is Josh Allen running it in exactly, or Diggs, Diggs taking it to yeah. the house kind of thing, right? So he doesn't have the same separation he's had in years past. Or so I think, unfortunately, you are going to be relying a lot of the the red zone targets. It's just a matter of which organization is he going to go to where I think he, his, his, uh, his stock kind of goes up a little bit in comparison to other teams. So um, this one, a little bit on the more dynasty perspective, Jay Sternberg uh, from the green Bay Packers gets a two game suspension for substance abuse. Um, he, a third round draft pick. He kind of lost his job. Well, I shouldn't say kind of, like he did lose his job last year. <laughs> he was like in, in startup drafts, dynasty drafts. He was, he was the guy to get, and he was kind of that new seemed to be the hidden gem, the new tight end potential breakout. And uh, people were right. There was going to be a tight end breakout in, in Green Bay. Unfortunately, was uh, was not Jace, but I think this is a tough little situation for him. Obviously, not even being the tight end one and then missing on a couple of games here. That's, uh, that's a tough start to the season there. Um, keeping on the Green Bay Packers. Seems like we're talking about this every episode. Aaron Rodgers. They, they gave, play in the game of chicken and he did not show up to mandatory mini camp. So they have the option. They can fine him uh, or they can waive the fine and say that it was just a, a leave of absence and it's an approved leave. I guess at that point, the ball is in green Bay's court. Now the uh, 
Rogers called the bluff and now we'll see what Green Bay is going to do. So one or two options, I think if whatever decision they make, it's going to be really telling what they want to do moving forward. Um, I'm not sure what do you guys, what do you guys think about the whole not showing up? I mean, we, we talked about this before. He's, he's a stubborn guy, but I think at this point now it's, it's no longer speculations. We're, we're full into the, the, I guess I would call it the saga of Aaron Rodgers now. The, the fine part of the equation is really interesting because I'm sure they're like, if they have the option to waive it, I'm sure that that's going to come back uh, maybe to bite them in the butt. Different owners being like, well, you let your star QB sit out. Now we got to let our star QB sit out. Like the CBA, the players association, the owners, I think that has a large impact on, on how this plays. Yeah. It's got, um, it's a precedent setting situation where, yeah, yeah, wherever, what they decide, I guess, teams, like you mentioned, teams are going to have to go for and be like, well, I'm a star like Rogers. So, so you better eat it. Right. So, and the whole reason that was put into place was for guys to not sit out and and not in the contract negotiation and stuff. But now team players are finding loopholes. It's players are going to utilize that opportunity. So like you mentioned, yeah, precedent setting, I think it's going to be it's going to be a big decision when that, when, when Green Bay finally kind of decides what they're going to do. I'm I'm getting even more into the the mindset of I'm not going to see Aaron Rodgers in a in a Green Bay uniform ever again. Last time, last episode, I said thirty five percent. I think I'm going down to like twenty five percent, twenty percent now. I, I I don't see it happening now. Yeah, we talked about this the other day too. I think it's more likely that he will retire than get traded. I I just can't see Green Bay trading him. But we all said <laughs> Rogers is pretty stubborn, so I can definitely see see him pulling the pin before actually Green Bay will trade him. But once again, with as the saga continues, we'll keep dishing you the news. But uh, it just seems like it's one thing after another, and we might be waiting a while till we see what actually happens. But as each little piece goes, we'll continue to hopefully overreact and get some Green Bay fans a little a uh, little bothered, a little <laughs> bit worried <laughs> coming into the season because you might be able to feel mine and Armin's pain here real quick. Yeah. Goff's coming in hot, boys. Look out. <laughs> um, last piece of news, and this is the big one, you guys. Uh, Julio Jones traded to Tennessee. We, uh, we all took our, our gambles and our bets on who, who we thought was gonna, where he was going to go, and Tennessee won the sweepstakes. Uh, <laughs> A.J. Brown offered him the 11s. He said, no, thank you. He said, and you ended up going with two. And, and well, one plus one equals two. They, they're math guys there in Tennessee. And they decided to go. Julio <laughs> Jones is now number two. Uh, so the trade was for a 2020 second and a 2022, or sorry, a 2022 second and a 2023 fourth for Julio and a 2023 sixth. So I, I think this trade kind of worked out well for both teams, a uh, team that's very win now and in, in, in their window of opportunity and lost a lot of targets this past off season. And then a team that's just seemingly rebuilding. They, they unload their, their uh, over, or I should say overpaid, but highly paid star. Uh, and that is getting quite old and it's kind of getting them into the direction that they can start rebuilding. So I think right now it's a, it's a good opportunity for both teams, but, uh, but so maybe let's dive into this a little bit. I think we're in when this first news broke there, Zach had to talk me off the ledge because I was, <laughs> I was all hot and bothered. I was concerned about my AJ Brown and then, and then we actually had a little dive in conversation about it was as a podcast in our group chats and Zach taught me off the edge. So maybe Zach, you want to maybe tell the people what they should, uh, what they should be doing here. First of all, with this trade. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't panic sell on, on AJ Brown. I think taking into consideration the, the vacated targets from Janu Smith and from Corey Davis, I still think there's 
lots of meat on the bone left in Tennessee. Um, and, you know, not to mention, there's no nothing saying that they can't, you know, pass the ball more. Um, obviously, Julio Jones is quite the upgrade over Corey Davis. So um, that might take that offense to another level. Um, defenses are going to be in tough. Like, do you want to, do you want to load the box and have one of, if not both Julio or AJ, uh, you know, single man with no safety over top, or do you want to, uh, have more guys in the defensive backfield and have a thin box and let Henry just eat like you're in tough either way. So I wouldn't panic if I was a AJ Brown owner. Um, and I'm, I'm quite happy as a, as a Julio owner. I think that's a really good spot for him. Well, and you're a Calvin Ridley owner too. So I think you can't be too upset about <laughs> that. So <laughs> this, uh, this leads us in perfectly to keep trade cuts. Uh, we left Armin out there on the news because we're going to give him his opportunity to tell, tell the fan base what he truly believes because for keep trade cuts, we're doing the Atlanta, Tennessee, uh, option. And uh, we're going to make Armin decide Julio Jones, AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley. So the three people that are seemingly the most impacted in this, uh, in this trade and the three receivers, we're going to make Armin tell us what he believes. And then we'll kind of give him our two cents based on that. So Armin, Julio Jones, AJ Brown, and Calvin Ridley keep trade cut. Wow. And this one was thrown out to me. I looked at it. And I was like, Oh man, that's like one of our hardest keep trade cuts yet. Holy dino. All right. So, uh, you know, like what Zach's saying there, I I would even say instead of keep, I'd buy AJ Brown right now. You know, and and people are buying him even even before here, and I I don't know why so many people are low on Brown. Like he he gets open, he's great after the catch. He doesn't drop the ball. He's efficient as all get out here. Um, so buy AJ Brown if he's available. This might be a great time to buy him. So, yeah, keep A.J. Brown. Um, I'm thinking trade Julio, you know. Um, people are thinking, yeah, this is a good landing spot. He could be the number one guy there still, you know. Like, um, you got Tannehill and that play action. He should be nice and open on and getting some big plays and, and chunk yardage here. And, and I think it would be a good time to, to trade him, you know. Not that I don't want to have Julio on my team. <laughs> I think he, I think he'll still put up some good numbers in Tennessee, but I I believe in that that Tennessee see, uh, team a little bit more than I do uh, than Calvin Ridley by himself there. Um, yeah, I'm saying cut Calvin Ridley, and that's hard to say. <laughs> um, he's he's a good receiver. I like him. Um, he he took a few years though to to truly break out. I think um, you're not going to get as many years out of him either as as someone like Julio, I think as well. Um, so cut him, cut him loose now before he falls off a cliff. Right. Um, you know, if I could really, really want to change this, I could say buy AJ Brown, keep Julio Jones and trade Calvin Ridley instead. Cause this is, these are good players that it's hard to say you don't want to have them on your team and they have no value, but, uh, yeah, Ridley, he has pits coming in too. He's going to start eating up targets. Maybe not this. Well, actually now that Julio's gone, he will eat up some targets this year and then he'll eat up even more targets as, as the years go on. And um, Dwayne brought us in on Russell Gage a little while ago and he's looking good. So um, yeah, that, there's reports that are moving him all around the field too. So yeah, I'm not, 
I'm not sure how, how high he's going to get on redraft boards, but he might be one of those sleeper targets come, come, uh, come draft season. But yeah. I, think, I think the hype might kind of take that off and carry it away. But yeah. So I think, I think Ridley, it, he's not as, as valuable as you might think yet. Exactly. You agree? Uh, Armin, you have to cool down, buddy, because that was a hot take. Um, <laughs> I, I disagree. Hey, hey, hey. I said, uh, buy, keep, trade instead. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I agree with the, you're probably going to keep AJ Brown. I am wholeheartedly cutting Julio and I'm going to trade Calvin Redley. Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Zach. If if anybody in in our league approached me and tried to acquire Calvin Ridley, you better back up that truck. I'm I'm asking for your best player and probably an early pick. Um, I have him as like wide receiver six or seven, probably. Um, as Armin was talking, I pulled up Fantasy Pros here. There they have him at number five wide receiver overall. Um, when you look at his numbers, I, even like Julio missed a lot of time last year. And when you look at his numbers without Julio, he's still produced. So I think the hype, the fact is that you've seen it. Like everybody's like, well, we haven't really seen it. Well, you kind of did because he, he missed a quite a bit. Of, yeah. Not, it's not the fact that he's proven that he's a bona fide good to go one, but he's done it in enough time where it's like, okay, it's, you can see that there's an, a window of opportunity for sure. Yeah. yeah, and the reason I'm the reason I'm trading Calvin and I'm not keeping him is I'm gonna trade him if well in this scenario I have to trade him just because of Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is long in the tooth. Um, I think in the next year or two they're looking for an upgrade, especially if they stink again. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody like Spencer Rattler, uh, Howell, somebody like that might be in Atlanta next year. So. Um, think you you keep the young guy with the quarterback that can be there for a few more years. Yeah, I'm in I'm in total agreement with you. I think the hype around Ridley now being alone is more than the hype around AJ Brown. The hype around AJ Brown was crazy this offseason before that trade. Um so I think it's totally you're just yeah you're just you're just capitalizing on money, right? Which which is gonna get you more money. Well if you're telling me you get one of them. Well, I'll, I'll gladly take either one, right? It's just the fact yeah. that when you're trading, which is going to give you more value. So I think I'm in total agreement with you there, Zach. Not to say that Julio's not a great asset and I'm going to take him. <laughs> I'm going to be all over him redraft. Like he's slipping into like the fourth, fifth round right now. And that's that's crazy to say that Julio Jones in the fourth yeah. round in redraft. <laughs> well, before I'd be taking your one, 109, 110 pick. But so I'll be, I'm, I'm sure I will have a lot of Julio Jones stock in, in redraft leagues, but but yeah. I think Especially you, at that price, right? Yeah, like, no, no yeah. kidding, no kidding. So that's uh, yeah, that was spicy. I mean, your hot takes coming early there. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, so that'll do it for keep trade cut here. Uh, what do you say, fellas? Let's let's throw it over to uh, uh, let's. I guess we might, might as well mention it. Start. Uh, we mentioned at the start. NC squared podcasts are coming on for this one. Uh, we are going to get them to participate in some fantasy feud and. And I, I watched, uh, I was listening to the Dynasty Pros, Zach mentioned, they, they have a podcast there too. So I was listening to one of theirs the other day. And actually the episode I happened to listen to was Fantasy Feud. And I was like, hey, that's kind of a neat idea. I wanted to do something similar. So I was, I was thinking more of the Jeopardy, Jeopardy route. But also I was listening to this Fantasy Feud. I was like, man, this is actually kind of cool. So I was like, threw the idea to the boys and they jumped all over it. So it worked out well that uh, I was on their podcast. So it works out well to have them on here and, and they get to share a little bit of their 
football knowledge and fantasy knowledge with uh, with the group and and uh, have a little bit of fun with it too so uh what do you figure let's throw it over to uh the fantasy feud or yeah bring him in right on all right here we go off-season segment fantasy feud all right everybody here we go and welcome to uh, our very first edition of fantasy feud uh so for this one our our own 306 fantasy football is taken on a family of their own uh host from the nc squared podcast boys how we doing we are we're happy to be here yeah we are honored to be here we got cordy we got uh we got upton and we got nolan so uh all the three hosts from the nc squared podcast they um we gave them the option we asked if they wanted to split it up or if they wanted to go family mono family and and they decided that they wanted to try and take down the champs and and uh, we got a little wager on the line here the the losers have to grace the winners with a case of beer so we'll see how this is going to go um so kind of just giving a brief little overview of how this is going to work and then we'll get right into fantasy feud obviously myself as the host i'm going to be impartial uh, I'm going to host it. So I'm just hoping my boys bring it forward for us so we can enjoy a couple cold ones together. If not, we got to buck up and give the boys their, their, their dues. So um, we have Armin and Zach are going to take on the three boys from NC squared uh, fantasy feud. It's going to be exactly how kind of family feud runs. Uh, we have the top six answers on the board. The boys are going to buzz in and then kind of go from their standard family feud, uh, family feud rules. Um, and then at the end, we'll, we'll crown a reigning champion. So before we get started here, fellas, does anybody have any questions? So just to buzz in, they're going to raise their hand and they're going to say the, the name of their podcast. So for 306, they're just going to say 306 and NC squared. That's all they're going to say is NC squared. Whoever I kind of hear first slash see the hand go up first, we'll, um, we'll go with that. And I'll, and like I said, I'll be impartial, <laughs> an impartial host and, and we'll see, uh, we'll see how this goes. So. We got a handful of questions here. Uh, some are just general NFL questions and some are, uh, are a little bit fantasy football related questions as well too. So we pulled a bunch of the, a bunch of the fans and together we, uh, we accumulated the, the top six answers on the board. Some, some didn't quite make the cuts, just obviously the most, uh, most common answers made the top six. So uh, we're going to go in order for, for the NC Squared podcast. The very first person in on the family is, is Cord and then Upton, and then Nolan. And then for the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast, first will be Armin, and then Zach, and we'll keep going through the options. Um, at the very end, we'll do a Fast Money, and each family can kind of choose which one of their family members wants to do the Fast Money. So uh, when we get down to it, we can maybe see who's coming in hot and who's answering the most correct questions because uh, <laughs> Fast Money is going to be a big one at the end there too. So, so the very first question, we're going to start off here, you guys. I'm just going to throw a nice, easy one out there. So our first one is between Armand and Cord. The first hey, question. Good, good luck, Armand. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good luck to you. It's a gentleman's sport here. Um, so number one answer, or number first, all right, sorry, the first question. When you think you know the answer, buzz in. Which NFL team do you think will win the Super Bowl this season? NC squared. Oh, Cord, first one. Which, uh, what is your answer you'd like to go with? I would like to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, please. That is the number two answer on the board. 20 people agree with Cord that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be the Super Bowl champions. Armand, you need the number one answer to try and take the, take the option here. Who is your answer? All right. Uh, let's run it back. 
to the last one to the Chiefs. Number one answer, Armin Schellberg. All right, so the number one and the number two answers are off the board. 41% of the people believe Kansas City Chiefs will be the number one and they are going to win. Uh, Tampa Bay to repeat, 20% of them. So 61 of the votes are off the board. We are now left with number three, number four, number five, and number six. So, Zach, you are up. All righty. Let's go with the, the Bills Mafia, Buffalo Bills. The number three answer on the board. 12% of, pe- of the people believe Buffalo Bills will be the Super Bowl champions. Bringing it back to Armand. The, you got number four, number five, and number six remaining. Maybe people will have faith in uh, Baltimore this year. Let's go to the Ravens. Number five answer on the board. That would be 8% of people believe that the Baltimore Ravens are going to win. Two answers remaining. We're on to Zach. Oof. Uh, somebody has to come out of the NFC. Let's go the, let's go the Cowboys. There we go. First, first X, the Cowboys is not correct. So the first X, we're going on to Armin. Be careful because you now have a strike. The LA Rams. The Rams are the number four answer. We only have one remaining and it is the final answer on the board with one strike. We're sitting in good position here. Zach, who do you think the people believe is the last team to try and win or they they believe will win the Super Bowl? Ah, let's go up North to green Bay. That's spicy. Ah, second strike. So NC squared, be ready to steal. Be ready to steal. We're with two strikes. We're going back to Armin. The number six answer. What do you think it is? I'm going to have to give you a countdown here. Yeah. Let's go with three, two, one. Oh, no. Yeah. Time's up. Time's up. I got to be honest. That's too many. That's three <laughs> yeah. strikes. Sorry. Sorry, 306. No answer. That gives NC Squared a chance to steal the points and clear the board. I'll give you guys a, a couple seconds to deliberate and make your guys' guess. Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> I think I agree with no one. It could be a team or the NFC, but I, I don't know. I think it's only, like, So it's if it's out of the NFC, it's probably Arizona or Seattle. I would I'd say Cleveland. My vote's with Cleveland too. Okay, let's go Cleveland. We're gonna go with the Cleveland Browns, please, Jordan. To steal the board. Let's see. The number six answer. Is it the Cleveland Browns? No. Oh, I thought for sure. <laughs> There was a couple, but there wasn't enough. With five people, believe the Tennessee Titans will be champions. When Julio, they trust. Oh, I forgot about that. You guys said Cleveland. Oh, I was so worried. (laughs) Calculate the points real quick here uh, to give 306 the first set of points. So 90 points to start. 306 off hot. Okay. Number two question. This uh, This one's maybe a tougher one here. Oh, good. Um, so now we have Zach buzzing in, and then we have Upton buzzing in. Okay, so I'm going to pull up here and get this Got ready. This okay, 
Name a player that is actually really good, but you refuse to draft him this upcoming season. 306. All right, Zach, buzzing in first. What is your answer? Let's go with uh, Odell Beckham. The number one answer on the board, Odell Beckham Jr., 21%. I got to give respect. That was my, that's who I was going with too. I respect that. All right, Zach, you have the option. Would you like to pass or play? What do you think, Armand? Let's play. Let's play. Heck yeah. All right, the boys are going to keep it. Uh, so going to Armin, I'll repeat the question for you. Name a player that is actually pretty good, but you will refuse to draft him this upcoming season. Uh, I'm going to go with Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown. Uh, not on the board. First strike. Sorry, right. Zach. Going back that's to good. Zach. Name a player that's actually pretty good, but you refuse to draft him this upcoming season. You're a guy there in Oakland or Vegas. Let's go with Josh Jacobs. The number two answer on the board with 17% share. Josh Jacobs off the board. Okay, we are left with number three, number four, number five, number six answer. Armand, your, your turn. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Ah. Second strike with four left on the board. We are going back to Zach NC squared. Be prepared to steal here. Hey, Chihuahua. Uh, let's see here. Let's go Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones. Not on the board. Three quick strikes. We were passing it off with four opportunities to steal for the NC squared podcast. I'll give you guys a chance to deliberate here, fellas. We have four answers remaining. Who do you... Who would you guys like to select to try and steal? I think Juju would be one. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm trying to think. That's probably the best one. I For some reason, I thought Baker Mayfield, but I was like, I draft him. Larry, Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go with Juju. I like Juju. I do too. All right. To steal the board, NC Squared Podcast is going with Juju Smith-Schuster. Let's see what the board says. Not on the board. Juju so just gives, trash. Not even good. That gives 306 Podcast a total more of 38 points. Uh, go. Let's see the board. Number three answer, Joe Mixon. Number four. Michael Thomas, number five, Saquon Barkley, and number six, Deshaun Watson. I would agree with Watson and uh, what was the second guy you said? Michael, Michael Thomas. Thomas, yeah. The other, I, I am, other guys I would draft still, I think. I'm hands off Joel Mixon, I think. He's burnt me too many times, and this might be like fool me twice, shame on me situation, <laughs> but I'm, I think I'm all out on him, so. So anyways, that is our second one. At this point, we are going to have one more question before we double the double the points. Uh, so we have two questions remaining before Fast Money. Uh, at this point, 306 Podcast has a total of 128 points to zero currently for NC Squared Podcast. Have a couple chances to steal. No sweeps on the board yet, but the boys will be coming in hot here. Okay. Uh, third question. Name a player that is likely to miss time due to injury this upcoming season. 306. All right, Armand. 
Who would you like to answer first? Uh, let's go back to the well of OBJ. Number one answer on the board, Odell Beckham Jr. Would you like to pass or would you like to play? What are you thinking, Zach? Let's keep it. Okay. Let's take the ball. All, All right. right. Going to Zach. Who would you like to uh, guess for your second one? Name a player that's likely to miss time due to injury this upcoming season. Odell Beckham Jr. had 21% of the shares of answers, just so you guys know. Thanks for that. What about, let's go to uh, Mixon. Joe Mixon, let's see. Joe Mixon, not on the board. Your first strike. Going to Armand? Let's go with. CMC. Christian McCaffrey. The number six answer with 6% of the shares. Going back to Zach with one strike. Name a player that's likely to miss time due to injury. What if we go to Miles Sanders? Miles Sanders. Not on the board. Okay, two strikes, NC Squared Podcast. Be prepared to steal. Armand, two strikes. Be careful. Name a player that is likely to miss time this upcoming season due to injury. Let's go with uh, Saquon. Saquon Barkley. The number five answer on the board with 7% share of answers. Saquon Barkley off the board. We are left with the number four, number three, and number two answers. Zach, two strikes. Name a player that is likely to miss time due to injury. Uh, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Three strikes. NC Squared Podcast. (laughs) Prepare to steal. Name a player that is likely to miss time due to injury this season. You guys can deliberate. Joe Burrow. Michael Thomas. Julio. Three different answers. Yeah. (laughs) I don't like that. You know one one of them is going to be up there too. Joe Burrow, 20 CL last year. Terrible line. Dak. Ooh. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I trust you, Cord. You're a smart guy, I think. (laughs) Are we gonna go? Are we going with Dak? Yeah. Yes, Dak. Dak Prescott, please. Dak Prescott is the answer. Let's see the board. Dak Prescott not on the board, and thirty-four points go to the three hundred six podcast. Uh, remaining on the board, number four, Will Fuller. Oh yeah. Number three, James Connor, mm. and the number two answer, Delvin Cook. Oh. Okay. Mm. So. Right. Now we're point we got to give the boys a little chance here to make some redemption we're going into double double points for the final question here before we go to fast fast money so this point this question is worth double points number four name a player that in five years time you believe could be the number one wide receiver 306 all right zach who do you believe the people believe is going to be the number one receiver in five years Let's go with A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown. 
AJ Brown is the number four answer. Let's go, Cordy. Let's go. Cord, you can get the number three, number two, and number one, and you guys can make the decision here. So who do you believe is going to be better than AJ Brown in the next five years, in five years time? In five years, they'll be the number one receiver. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf? Yeah. The number one answer, Cord, DK Metcalf. Would you guys like to pass or would you guys like to play? We'll play. We'll play, Jordan. We'll play. We're going to play. All right. Yeah, we, we need to family. play. We are on to Upton. Upton, who is the player that in five years' time you believe could be the number one receiver? I really like that A.J. Brown one a lot. That was a good one. Um, it's tough being put on the spot, man. It's a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> people are pretty high on uh, Jamar Chase. Let's put him on there. Jamar Chase, let's see the board. He won't be on there. Jamar Chase, the number two answer. Upton, good guess there. Okay, so we are left with the number six, number five, and number three answers on the board. Going to Nolan. Nolan, who do you believe could be the number one receiver in five years? I'm going to go with C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, let's take a look. Oh. Good guess. Good guess. I thought he would have been on this list for sure too. CD Lamb not on there. Wow. Okay, so we're left with number six, number five, and number three. You only have one strike. Back to cord. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. The number three answer with a 16% share of the answers. Okay, we are left with our number five and number six questions remaining. And we're back to Upton. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to think. What about uh, man? It's tougher than people think. What about uh? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to blank. What about what about Sutton from Denver? Let's check the board and see what they think about Cortland Sutton. Strike number two. Okay, with two strikes, we're going to Nolan. 306 podcast, be prepared to steal. We're on to Nolan with two strikes. Be careful. Name a player that in five years' time you believe could be the wide receiver number one. I don't know about this one. I'm going to go with Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. The number five answer on the board with a 6% share of the answers. Okay. We are down to our last answer. Cord, to clear the board. With the number six answer, name a receiver that in five years' time you believe could be the number one fantasy receiver. Two strikes, either you're sweeping the board or 306 has a chance to steal. You know what? Maybe he'll still just be that good in five years. We're going to go with Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams to sweep the board. Let's see what the people think. No. Now, 306 with a chance to steal. I got four guys in mind here, Zach. All right, hit me. I'll give you a second McLaurin, to deliver. Uh, Judy, <laughs> Claypool, and Waddle. I don't like Claypool. Who are the first two? Uh, Judy and McLaurin. Oh. Fuck. The thing is, is like none of them have uh, quarterbacks, but that could change in five years, right? Yeah. I don't know if people are thinking that way, though. Yeah. Well, I struck out last time. 
by myself. So if you want to pull the trigger on this, go How for it. Judy, you want to go Judy? You can't be that forgotten yet. I don't know if I like Judy, though. Oh. <laughs> what about Diggs? He says you Diggs? can choose, but just kidding. No, you can't. <laughs> All right, boys. All right, boys. Make a decision. I'll give you five more seconds to deliberate, and then you got to pick. All right, Armin, you just rip Diggs? it. Rip it. Uh, I'm going to go Judy. I'm doing Judy. I'm going Judy. Your answer is Jerry Judy? Yeah. Let's see what the board thinks. Jerry oh. Judy Ooh. with a four percent here. Number six answer. So they steal the board with double points. I believe that's a total of. Oh, don't even tell us. That's, this is rigged. <laughs> when you were trying to talk him off Jerry Judy, I was like, oh boy, Zach, that's a mistake. Oh. So that's a total of 180. So we'll, we're going into fast money. I'll make fast money triple points. Because then God. we have a chance. So I'm going to add this up here. The boys are a little bit behind. The peak here. Uh, currently going into fast money, three ten to zero. Nice. So I'll make them triple points. We can make them interesting because some of them there's a bit of a, a gap. So three ten to zero going into fast money. Now fast money for those of you at home that are not familiar with uh, with Family Feud, you have forty five seconds to answer the following questions, and because we're doing it family versus family and not families together what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get the boys to mute themselves so we'll get uh first we'll give the nc squared podcast a chance to go first so when we start here i'm going to get armin and zach to leave and then they'll rejoin the meeting uh in a second and then we'll do the fast money for them so they can hear all the answers and then i'll bring armin and zach in and then they can hear your answers it doesn't matter all that much at that point okay so at this point armin and zach please leave the meeting and then I will text you when you guys can come back. There we go. Okay, so which uh, which of you three would like to do the fast money here, fellas? Gord. Fuck, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go if you don't want to, Gord. <sighs> I'll give her. I don't give a shit. I'm All stupid. Right, All right, so we got five questions here. Fast money. Cord is going to go for the family of the NC Squared podcast. We got five questions. And we'll say about 45 seconds to a minute. I'll give, I'll be generous here. I might be a little more stingy for the other guys to try and make them speed their answers up. Okay. Okay. Fast money. Question number one, the time will start as soon as I finish reading the first question. Question number one, what is your favorite type of fantasy football league to play in? Dynasty. Question number two, on average, how many leagues do you play in per year? Three. Number three. Who do you think will go second overall in a one QB redraft league? Dalvin cook. Number four, what round would you draft a quarterback? If you're in a single quarterback redraft league. Five. Uh, which and then question number five, which tight end is most likely to beat Travis Kelsey and become tight end one this upcoming season. George Kittle. Perfect. There we go, Cardi boy. We got it. So I'll uh, I'll tell you the answers and stuff once we go over them. So I'm going to text those guys and tell them to come back in the chat. Uh, so between the two of you, who's going to go here? Armin, you you carried the team, bud. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> okay, Armin, you're doing it. So I'll explain to you quickly. Once I'm done reading the first question, you can answer it. Hey. Um. You'll have about 45 seconds to answer all the questions. 
if you're stuck on a question, say pass. And if we have time, you can come back to it. Okay. Uh, once again, the top six answers are on the board. We pulled the people. Then we'll see if you can hit the same answers on fast money. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Your time begins as soon as I finish the first question. Are you ready? Yeah, let's go. All right. Question number one. What is your favorite type of fantasy football league to play in? Uh, dynasty. Number two, on average, how many leagues do you play in per year? Two. Number three, who do you think will go a second overall in a one QB redraft league? Uh, CMC. Number four, what round would you draft a quarterback if you're in a single quarterback redraft league? Seven. Now, question number five, which tight end is most likely to beat Travis Kelsey and become the tight end one this upcoming season? Kittle. Boom. We are done on the clock. 306 answered. So I will share with you guys the number one answer. Um, and then kind of where we figured out from based on them, a couple, couple carryover answers. I'll do the math and we'll find out who the winner is. So this is for triple points. Okay. Uh, so the first question, what is your favorite type of fantasy football league to play in? The number one answer was redraft leagues. Uh, both teams answer dynasty. So both teams get 30 points. So 30 points, meaning you actually get 90 points. Okay. Nice. We're on the board. Let's go. Question number two on the board, NC squared. Question number two, on average, how many leagues do you play in per year? The number one answer was two leagues. So uh, NC squared answered three leagues. They got 20 points. So a total of 60. Um, 306 answered two leagues. That was the number one answer for 31 points. So they get 93 points there. Uh, question number three, this is where they're going to make up some points big time. Uh, who do you think will go 102 in one QB redraft leagues? The 306 podcast said Christian McCaffrey. Most people believed he was going 101. So he was the number six on the board, but only a total of six points. So they only get 18 points there. Where the NC squared podcast said Dalvin Cook, and he was the number one answer on the board with what? 30 points. So a total of 90 points for the NC squared there. Uh, mm -hmm. In order was Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara, Ezekiel Elliott, and then CMC. Most people would assume CMC was 101, so I think that kind of got played into the answer. So the boys might have caught up the there a little bit. Last year. Boys might have caught up a little bit there. <clears throat> Question number four. What round would you draft a quarterback in a single QB redraft league? Uh, the number one answer was gotten by the 306 Fantasy Football Podcast, rounds six through eight. And they got 42 points for a total of 126 points. And the number two answer was gotten by the NC squared podcast, which was round four through five for a total of 28 points. Timesing that by three, that is, oh boy, quick math, Jordan, figure this one out. Uh, what do we got? 74, is that correct? Yeah. Math guy. Big time math guy <laughs> on that one. And our final question, both Sides answered George Kittle. George Kittle was the number one answer by a slim margin. So a total of 41 points times by three is 123 points apiece. The number one answer was George Kittle, then Darren Waller, TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts making his way in number four, Mark Andrews, number five, and Mike Jasicki as number six. 
Uh, so I'm going to total these points up here and we'll see what the damage is, boys. So give me two seconds. 306 coming with 452 points for a total of 310 plus 452 equals two, 762 points. Now I'll see if the NC squared made up the difference in that one question. Not even close. <laughs> Look, I'm not good at math, Jordan, but it ain't close. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give the respect due and count it all up. <laughs> ah, not bad. You guys just, just underneath uh, what we had for the fast money. So you guys had 437 points and uh, they had 452 in the fast money. So a total of 762 to 437 is the grand total of the Fantasy Feud first ever edition. Yeah, thanks for putting that together, Jordan. That was good. That was awesome. Thank you so much for having us. I'm a a huge, uh, huge game show guy. So it would have been fun to participate, but... Even hey, I, I should have brought up the little microphone and had like the standard, the standardized uh, uh, Family Feud little mic or something like that. But it was fun. Thanks. Oh, First, even Aaron Rodgers wants to be. I could have had like, the little fantasy cue cards on <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Now, now the second time, the second time we do it, I'll be yeah. prepared. I'll there be we prepared. go. Uh, well, big thanks to NC Squared Podcast, Cord, Optin, and Nolan. Obviously, thanks for jumping on here, boys. Uh, I was on their podcast there right after the NFL draft and kind of talked some football with them. So it was real nice to be able to, to have them on our podcast and, and uh, have them on. So if you guys want to maybe tell the people uh, a little bit about your podcast, when you guys drop your episodes, tell them a little bit where they can find you boys. Um, no, we just, we uh, just a couple of bros. Honestly, we don't, we're not, we're not professional. We don't really know much. Our hockey guesses have been absolutely awful this year. So, but uh, no, we drop Monday mornings. Um, we're all, we got Instagram or NC squared sports on Instagram. I think it is. We had to make it. We had to change it a bit, but yeah, we're on there. We're on Twitter a little bit with the same thing, and yeah, we just talk sports and kind of, kind of hit every sport. Hit UFC, NFL. Try to get a guest on every week, and yeah, that's pretty much about it. What do you guys think? Anything else you can think of? Yeah, mentioning the guest. Tell tell the tell the listeners a few of the few of the guests you guys had. You guys have had some pretty impressive guests over the last couple of weeks, or even a couple of months, I guess. Yeah. Who who who's the last one we had? Well, we didn't have one last week. Who'd we have the week before? Uh, we have one dropping with Connor Hobbs tomorrow. That's we we announced that. I'm trying to blank. I can't. We've had uh, Corey Sheets on from the Rough Riders. Corey Sheets was on there. Um, Caleb Dahlgren. A lot of guests. Connor Ingram. We had to. Oh, Caden Johnson. We had there last week was a good one. Yeah, we just we we're kind of hitting trying to hit every sport. We've had and we had Andrew Albers on too. Get a little bit of baseball on there. North so. Battle for boy, love it. <laughs> yes, sir. No, that's yeah. We uh we pretty much just try to hit every sport we can with guests for sure. Well, right on. We appreciate you jumping on, fellas, and we'll definitely have to do this again. We've we've already thrown a few ideas around for the keeping on the game show, uh, the game show theme. So, uh, big thanks to NC Squared Podcast, and if you haven't done so already, give them a listen, subscribe, follow them on socials as well, and and drop an episode. Uh, they're dropping on Monday here, so like you mentioned, boys, checking them out on the Mondays and and uh, show the NC Squared uh, another Saskatchewan podcast a little bit of love there. So, big thanks to them having jumping on, and and we'll uh, we'll have to talk to you guys soon. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Yeah, Thanks for having us on. Thank you, Jordan. Take care, Take care fellas. Here we go. Yeah. All right. So, obviously, a big thanks to uh, NC Squared Podcast for for jumping on and uh, letting Armin and Zach kick kick their arse a little bit there with with the old uh, fantasy feud. But obviously, the boys had a lot of fun with that one, and and we'll definitely have to have them on again when it comes uh, draft season there 
uh, when we need a little, few extra bodies, when we're doing a little bit of competitive drafting or, or maybe a couple more fun segments like that. I know, I know we'd love to have them on again. So big thanks to the boys at NC squared. Uh, and like they mentioned drops on Monday. So, so we'll obviously give them uh, give them a listen and, and follow them along on the old socials as well too. Saskatchewan supporting Saskatchewan. I, I like yeah. to see it. So uh, Man, I, uh, I feel bad for them with uh, CD lamb, not being on that one list, <laughs> Rob them, Rob them for sure could have been a whole different game and i i would have said cd lamb for sure when when you're piecing that one together man there were some some answers i was like well it's the people's answers it's the people it's not ours i was like i disagree with this totally but i'm not going to change it. it's the people's answers so whatever they think and uh yeah it was there were some answers that i was like hey these are pretty standard like i totally agree with some of these but as soon as you got to some of the ones where it was like not so consensus that was where it was kind of you could see the variance and some of those variants were uh were, I wouldn't say head scratchers, but definitely off the beaten path for some of them. So, but uh, yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. I definitely want to do that again. So uh, we'll uh, hopefully that, when we ever have a, a empty slot, maybe we'll throw the old fantasy feud in there again and Perfect. get it going. So um, hot takes here, guys. I know Armand already threw his out there or, or a, a sampler <laughs> for a hot take out there, but uh, ice cold hot takes. Zach, you want to, you want to start with yours? Yeah, sure. Uh, so, fellas, what if I told you for free I would give you a, a lottery ticket where you could win, like, $10,000? Not life-changing money, but happy to have an extra ten k. I'm in. Right? Yeah. You're happy. Where do I sign? And, <laughs> yeah, so that's a no-brainer. And that is exactly what Jacoby Myers is going to be this year. Um Right now, Fantasy Pros has Jacoby Myers as like the 77th wide receiver. I am going to go out on the limb and predict that Jacoby Myers will finish as a wide receiver two this year. Um, So using PPR scoring, that means we're looking at wide receiver 24 or better. Um, so starting it off last year, Curtis Samuel was wide receiver 24 in PP, P, PPR formats, 212 points. Uh, the last wide receiver to score 200 points was Cole Beasley and he finished as wide receiver 27. So we're looking at that threshold of the low two hundreds as kind of being what it takes to get to that wide receiver two scoring. So looking back at last year, Jacoby Myers stepped into a prominent role in week seven. Uh, Over the course of the remainder of the season, he put up 722 yards, uh, about 65 and a half yards a game. Um, But if you, you know, you average that out over the course of the year, you're looking at just over 1000 yards Um, over that same sample starting in week seven until the end of the year. uh, He had 58 receptions which is just over five receptions per game. Again, over a season-long pace, that's 83 receptions. Add that all together with PPR scoring, and we're at 188 fantasy points. So we are knocking on the door of 200, which is about what we need for wide receiver two scoring. Uh, Now you factor in that he had more passing touchdowns than he did receiving touchdowns last year. He threw one touchdown. He no receiving touchdowns. So you figure that's, it's got to change, right? So if you think, you know, you're conservative, you give him, let's say six or no, let's go five touchdowns. All right. So that's an extra 30 points, 30 plus 188 
gets you 218. Right now, that is good for, or that would have been good for wide receiver 23-22, so ahead of Curtis Samuel. Um, and things can only get better in New England at quarterback. If they go to the Newton route and he sucks again, guess what? Mac attack, right? Uh, if Newton's doing his thing, he's playing like he was supposed to last year, that's good too. Um, and it's also a steal in the draft. Fantasy Pros has Myers as wide receiver 77. That's behind guys like AJ Green, Josh Reynolds, Traquan Smith, Manuel Sanders. Um, I'm going to take Jacoby's upside over the, the proven production of like a, or the possible production of an AJ Green or Emmanuel Sanders every day of the week. Are you concerned at all about uh, Kendrick Bourne? I know that's another sleeper candidate for, for the New England there. Well, that's, that's a really good point. So they brought in Kendrick Bourne and they brought in Nelson Aguilar, not to mention the two tight ends. Um, I think that can only help Jacoby. Uh, last year, it was just Jacoby Myers in that passing game. He took over when Edelman got hurt, so he didn't play with Edelman. He played with uh, Bag of Milk, Nikhil Harry, and Ear Bird. <laughs> and Ear Bird. Like, thanks, but no thanks. Um, I'm sure they're both great people, but uh, not great football players. <laughs> um, so I think that's going to take you know some of the some of the attention off Myers. Uh, Myers thrived in the slot role. Um, and I'm thinking Nelson's going to be on the outside and Kendrick's is going to be, uh, you know, moving over the field a little bit, but I think that that slot role is kind of Myers to lose. So I think he's somebody that you can get with wide, re- wide receiver two upside for basically free at the end of every draft you do this year. Right on Armin. Let's All hear right. hot take 2.0. <laughs> hot take 2.0. All right, so Zach, I'm going to say that uh, with your hot take there, talking about Myers, they're, they're going to go the Newton route the whole season. Um, I'm going to say Newton is going to be a guy in, in redraft that, that you're going to want to take as your quarterback, especially if you're someone who likes to take your quarterback a little bit later. Okay? Um, you look at last year, his total points were 268.98, okay? Um, and then that averages out to 17.93 points per game. Um, now, last year, he had bag of rocks for receiving core. This year, he has new upgrades, right? He has Bourne. He has some two tight ends that are, are pretty good. He's, it's looking better. Jacoby Myers, as Zach says here, everyone, or Zach's putting the, the buzz in everyone's ear how good he could be. Um, so Cam Newton should score more points this year. He should look better. Take into account also he had, he had COVID last year. He caught COVID partway through the season, and that's when you really saw his numbers dip. And he was like vocal he, about that too, like on how, yeah. he, how he felt different. He couldn't perform, so. Yeah, so – I think, like, you look at his stats for every year besides his last year in Carolina, he throws for, at minimum, 3,300 yards a season. Um, His touchdowns, his lowest was 18. He's usually in that that round 20 average. He did throw 35 one season, though, too, right? Um, And then he's got the rushing upside as well. He's got 
he may not be quite the the runner he once was, but frick, he's a big guy that can go through some bodies still. He he can break a few tackles yet. So I think he's he's a guy worth worth rostering and redraft, especially as a as a late QB pick, letting everybody else take the other guys, and he kind of can take uh, Cam Newton there, and I I think he'll he he'll get to that average of probably at least 20 points a game, um, which should jump him up into like top 10 QB for next year. I'm looking at some guys that he might be able to jump, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers is, or like, okay, we'll start with Cam Newton was 16th last year. So actually not awful. Good for super flex, not great for single QB, right? Um, Aaron Rodgers might not even play. So he could potentially jump Rodgers. Watson, probably not going to play, so he can jump Watson there, right? And the two guys that are going to replace him, I think Newton will, will outperform them, okay? Um, then Tom Brady, you know, he put up a pretty good year in Tampa Bay. He's still got a pretty good receiving core. But, you know, he is getting a little older. Maybe he doesn't uh, – maybe he tries to save a little bit for the postseason. Uh, Kirk Cousins, he's yeah, – as a Vikings fan, I'll admit he's not the greatest. Uh, Matt Ryan just lost Julio Jones. Who knows what kind of season he's going to have. Zach talked earlier about him being long in the tooth, right? Um, ben Roethlisberger looks like he's going deep on the decline. So suddenly you've got a handful of guys there that he can jump. There is very conceivable he can be top 10 next year, I think. Um, and and put up good numbers too, where you can still like be like, yeah, he's he's close enough to that that second tier of QBs. Like he'd be at the bottom of the second tier, but he'd be in that second tier where you're not not uh, wishing you had somebody else at QB. Where you're like, okay, yeah, I can make this do because I got a bunch of studs earlier in the draft. Well, his rushing platform is just like. You, how do you throw eight touchdowns and still be a, a top <laughs> top 15 quarterback? Like, that's just insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, those passing stats last year were awful. But, like like you said, he was, he was very vocal about how much COVID knocked him out. Well, now, he, now he's got the weapons to help him out, too. So, I yeah. think it'll open, open up some options for him. I don't think it can get worse than that. I mean, <laughs> no. it would be hard to believe that it could get yeah. worse. Yeah, um, if it, if it does, but oh, boy. Like you guys said with that COVID note, um, after the first two weeks, especially after that Seattle game, I was anybody that would listen to me. I'm like, the Pats got they got to resign him. Like he needs more money. He needs more years. We can't we can't let him leave after this year. They played that game on NFL TV again on the NFL Network. I watched it on Friday night. Oh my god, what a good football game that was! <laughs> like, yeah. and then after the after the bye week. So that's after the KC game. That's after the Raider game, after the Bronco game, or sorry, by week. And then after the Bronco game, after the Niner game, I was thinking like Brian Hoyer's not such a bad option. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's uh, it's never good when you're putting the eggs in the Brian Hoyer basket. Yeah. Once he got, once he got the COVID, it was, it was downhill in a hurry. Yeah. And yeah. fast. And real well, it didn't help that teams are kind of buying into the whole load the box, everything you know. Like, oh yeah, exactly. 
but once you get able to air the ball a little bit more too, like, like, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's weird to compare Lamar Jackson to, uh, to Cam Newton, but look what teams, when they had to play true to the pass, Lamar had all the options to run, but now when teams are buying in and he's having a hard time passing the ball last season, and Lamar's numbers went down and he was still good, but that's, I think that's more of a testament to the rushing, rushing capability for quarterbacks and buying into the rushing, rushing baselines and stuff too. But um, I don't know my hot take. I don't know if it's even that hot, I guess. It's just more of like a, a piece of piece of news or a piece of what everybody should do. Like, I don't know. And Armin kind of mentioned it. It's, it's by AJ Brown, wherever you can get him. Uh, it's not as a deep cut, I guess, but it's in the sense that like myself, I was ready to jump off, jump off the cliff. I was, I was scared about AJ Brown and I was prepared to just start selling them and, and cut my losses just because I'm like, man, like this is tough. This is a tough situation. And especially if I'm a win now team, well, you know what, at the end of the day, I don't know if it's going to be that much worse. Like Zach had mentioned, I think it's going to get better. And it, and it took me a bit of like just to sit down and really do a little soul searching on it, I guess. But as Julio Jones, he's 31 years old. Like he's, was he 30? No, 31? 32, maybe. 32. I can't, he's, well, regardless, he's up there. So to the point, Julio Jones isn't going to be there forever. And yes, they are a passing offense. Or they're not a pass first offense, they're a rushing offense, but they are very, very good at the play action. Now the added new uh, new coaching staff is it was it the coaching staff was successful was it just the fact that the play action was successful was it Ryan Tannehill there's a lot of questions that need to be answered we're going to find those out early in the season but right now and, and this might be the hot take in itself if you were to offer me right now who would you rather take AJ Brown or Calvin Ridley I'm taking AJ Brown and that might be the hot take right there a lot of people are all in on Calvin Ridley he's by himself he's a lone guy but like you'd mentioned. Matt Ryan has his own inconsistencies and right now uh, he could be out there next year. So when you're looking longevity, like maybe in a keeper or a dynasty league, I don't know if, uh, if Ridley's going to be the answer. Don't get me wrong. He's a great talented receiver. And if he was on my team, I'd be very, very happy right now, but I like the longevity of AJ Brown in comparison to, um, to Calvin Ridley. Like AJ Brown still is going to have a really good season. And like Zach had mentioned, now it's going to be true single coverage because you have to load the box. Derrick Henry is a monster. You have to truly, you have to load that box, which is going to be able to give holes over top. You can continually pepper that play action. You can hit Julio underneath and AJ Brown over top or vice versa. I think it's going to call that offense is going to cause a lot of fits for defenses. So I think right now you just got to take a deep breath and realize, Hey, AJ Brown is still a very talented receiver and a situation in that offense is still solidified. Um, so I think there might be a lot of people in that position that, haven't had that time to digest it and haven't really thought about like, Oh boy, what should I be doing? And, and are panicking a little bit about, Oh God, AJ Brown, AJ Brown. Like if you said right now, would you trade Calvin Ridley for AJ Brown? I would, but guess what? You're getting AJ Brown plus something where if you wanted to trade AJ Brown for Calvin Ridley right now, you're probably paying AJ Brown plus a little bit of premium. So right now I would be trying to buy AJ Brown everywhere. Cause in reality, this is probably the cheapest you're going to buy them, especially in comes what, what are we 90 days away from NFL football in 90 days when, when he busts out a hundred, 115 yards and two scores week one, uh, AJ Brown's going to cost you a lot of money. So, so I think right now is uh, you should be targeting AJ Brown as much as you possibly can. So it, it kind of goes full circle into, into Armin's take a little bit and then Zach's opinion. And now I'm just going to spin it into my own little hot take. <laughs> so I guess the hot take in itself is that I'd rather have AJ Brown over Calvin Ridley, which might be the hot take, but, but uh, yeah, buy AJ Brown wherever you can. You know, like, 
I was surprised with AJ Brown's price before the Julio trade. Like I thought it was pretty low and I was like, man, like people should be buying AJ Brown with how low it is. And now like, it's going to be even lower. Like, yeah, buy AJ Brown. I agree. I would say I bought him on a little bit on the high side. Like when I did my deal, I actually, it's funny because I traded Devonte Adams and Julio Jones in that trade and got AJ Brown. So we're talking about these guys. Um, so I traded Julio and I got Devonte Smith or not Devonte Smith, sorry, uh, Deontay Johnson. can't remember who I all got in that trade, but theoretically I traded Adams for Brown straight up. And at that point I was like, ah, I kind of overpaid a little bit and now I probably could have got him a little bit cheaper, but then I would have been selling Julio a little bit cheaper. So they kind of was a little bit of wash wash at the end of the day, but man, I'm, I am trying to get him everywhere, especially in dynasty right now. Like he's going to be one of my keep, like in our league that we're in for we're that keeper league, he's going to be my keepers. I think I got him in like the seventh round or something like that. Or the sixth <laughs> so AJ Brown, the seventh round. Yeah. That's looking pretty good. <laughs> I'm pretty happy with that. So um, I think, I think you'd be hard pressed. Um, like, unless you find a guy that's, you know, maybe panicking like you were JC, I think you'd be hard pressed to like really get a value buy on, on AJ Brown. I think he's, like, if you, if you find somebody that's, you know, knowledgeable and I don't know, just likes fantasy, not just, you know, September to January, but likes fantasy year round. I think, I think it's, they'll realize the value in him. So I think the price that you paid was fair. Um, I don't think it's going to get any cheaper. Like you said, whatever you pay today might be the, the lowest it is, but I hope it's a high pay. If you, if you buy him today, I hope you're paying a lot because he's I, worth a lot. Yeah. At the end of the day, you're still going to get him cheaper than Calvin Ridley right now. I think though, like, so if you're trying to buy a young talented guy, I still think I'd be putting my eggs in that basket. I, I don't know if you agree. Yeah. The same yeah. I, I, yeah. Again, I agree because. Matt Ryan's a true wild card. Yeah. Like with Julio Jones, he's still a wild card. Like, so like you're looking, like looking at Atlanta, like what were they thinking? Like they had their option. They had the chance to get their quarterback. Could have got uh, fields or Jones. Like, or you could have maybe been a little bit more aggressive earlier on and tried to get up to three to prevent San Fran from getting laps. Yeah. So like, it is a bit of a head scratch. They said they weren't going to rebuild and then took the pits deal. I was like, okay, yeah. well, you're not, re- they're going all in. And all of a sudden I was like, no, and we're trading Julio Jones. It's like, right. Exactly. Like the pits pick looked like a win now trade or a win now pick. And then you trade that cornerstone. Now you're, you're maybe you're in a spot where you're kind of like QB purgatory. Like you're not bad enough that you, that you're getting one of those top three picks, but you're, you're not good enough that you're threatening for the playoffs. So well, and he comes with a lot like, of he comes with a lot of dead cap too. So if they are gonna cut him and move on, like the dead cap is pretty steep. So so I like I don't know, like you can't trade him. Like you can't trade Matt Ryan. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a uh, I, I don't know. I thought we had it tough some some of our teams there. <laughs> As an Atlanta fan right now, well, Zach gets to kind of dance on them that what is it, the 27-3 meme? <laughs> Or whatever. 28 to three 28 to three meme yeah oh, so I, I was that that night was we were watching that game coaster. together that was a roller coaster of emotions and like out of my mind excited when the when james white crossed the uh, end zone and then as i was packing up i realized i had a, a shrimp ring still in the bag <laughs> sitting on the floor 
I forgot. Yeah, we watched that game together too. Oh man, I looked over at poor Zach and he was just pouting hard in the corner. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's gonna be hearing for this for a while. Oh <laughs> uh, no, never mind. Best day of his life. Uh, okay. any any last little uh tidbits here, fellas, to throw in before we shut her down? No, just uh thank you again to uh those guys from NC Squared. That was that was lots of fun. Yeah, it was definitely definitely nice to have them on. Good good set of boys and we'll Definitely, definitely have them on again. Armin, anything to throw the throw to the 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 listeners before we shut her down? No, uh, thanks for your support. Go uh, check out the NC Squared boys as well. It's it's awesome. Let's go. Yeah, Saskatchewan supporting Saskatchewan, like we mentioned. So, thanks again for listening, you guys. Uh, check us out on socials at three hundred six FFB, and obviously like uh, and share our accounts. Also, give us a subscribe or likes on the podcast platforms. Also, YouTube as well, if you're watching on there. And like, uh, as always, thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Episode 10. It's hard to believe we're already there. So we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. Take care, everybody. And uh, and have a good one.